Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today we have the first of a three-part mini-series within a series. Nikki from Trivial Theater is joining you to talk about three different versions of Peter and the Wolf that take popular kids' show characters and cast them in the roles of the story. As you can see from the title, today's episode is about an episode of The Muppet Babies. Next time will be about Tiny Toons, and the final episode will be about Sesame Street. And as long as I get these finished in time, since these episodes are going to be on the shorter side, I'm going to try and get them all out within the span of a week. Okay, without further ado, let's get into our first one, Muppet Babies, Skeeter and the Wolf. I guess what order do you want to go in with these? Is it just kind of go... Well, I was... I watched them in release order. So I watched Muppet Babies first, then Tiny Toons, and then the Sesame Street one. And after I got done, I was like, I think I want to talk about them in this order, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like... You know, it's kind of hard to tell... Because I, I, I'm thinking of them as like, it went from worst to best. But it depends on what you're looking for in the entertainment because tiny tunes was really funny but it oh was... it was hilarious and and i watched them i did muppet i did them in i don't even know how i picked the order i guess i did them in alphabetical i went muppet <laughs> babies sesame street and then tiny tunes okay so i my and i don't know how much we want to get into this or like how you want to get into this here but like i grew up with muppet babies okay so like it like seeing these characters again it's like oh i forgot about you know the the cuteness and the fact that scooter and skeeter are a thing and the fact that you never see you know scooter ever again like this is the only place she shows up in any skeeter. is it skeeter skeeter's skeeter's the one who you never see ever again the little She's girl only in Muppet yeah. babies right scooter is everywhere like he was one of the original why did Muppets. i think that it was the other oh I, I got their names like i meant the boy one yeah okay so it was well it didn't scooter. it didn't help that they cast skeeter in the part of peter so that right. might have been what confused you yeah well and yeah because i remember seeing like a robot chicken thing on um they did the the uh, muppet babies thing and they they they're like what happened to, to skeeter and they're like oh this is the only place she shows up and then she's never seen again and yeah anyway so <laughs> neither here nor there a completely random tangent but uh anyway <laughs> yeah it'd be nice if they used her in something else but i have a feeling that they just made her up for this show because it was like we need another girl because we only have one <laughs> yeah literally that's i'm sure that's probably the only reason and i don't know the whole the whole twin thing kind of makes me think of like uh rugrats as well because you kind of get that oh. same vibe with uh the, the twins phil and lil yeah Anyway, random. <laughs> no, that's fine. I was going to ask you how familiar were you were with Muppet Babies anyway, so. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I, I grew up on them. Um, I don't remember a ton, but I remember, you know, I remember the, the characters and how it was weird that, like, Animal looks like an actual tiny baby with the, the, <laughs> the bonnet thing. And everybody else, like, they don't, they're not a consistent age. Like, yeah. Ralph has a diaper. None of the other ones really have a diaper. Why does Miss Piggy have like a ring? It's kind of weird. <laughs> you never see Nanny's face. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, th I think I watched some Muppet Babies as a kid, but it was one of those shows. Like it was out around the time that I was born, so by the time I would have been old enough to remember, it would have been in repeats, 
and I don't think I watched a ton of it, but I right. know I've seen some of it. But it wasn't like I'm I'm not super familiar with it. I'm more familiar with just the Muppets in general. Oh yeah. Well and, and the grew up Mupp on Muppets, of course. Oh, hundred percent same. Like the Muppets were absolute life back in the day. Mm-hmm. So what about Peter and the Wolf? How familiar are you with that? Um, a little bit. I um once we got talking like once I got looking at it, I was like, Oh yeah, I, I think I remember seeing it at one point. I think we did it in school at one point or a variation on it. But the actual, I, this is the most exposure I've had to it over the course of these three children's pieces. Mm -hmm. But it kind of got me thinking like, you know, uh, like how Looney Tunes, you know, like anything I know about opera is because of Looney Tunes. <laughs> and it kind of falls into that same thing here. Like when I heard the music in the various specials that kind of got more into that, it's like, oh, I know, I know that song. I'm familiar with these melodies, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah did you ever watch the disney version i don't think so okay because that's how i'm most familiar with this i think we had an album of like classical music for kids too or something like that oh, cool. but the disney version is like the most the reason i'm most familiar with it and i'm sure i've said this on other episodes of this series but we had a vhs tape with peter and the wolf and some other musical disney cartoons and so it got a bunch of replay when we were kids, so I'm cool. very familiar with it. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, getting into the Muppet Babies version, I was expecting more music. There was, <laughs> they didn't use any of the music from the symphony at all, which no, was really didn't. strange. Well, and like Ralph's whole Ralph's whole introduction to. Like, oh, here, here's a random instrument. Oh, here, you know, here's this random kazoo. Like, I was expecting slide whistles and stuff out to come out next. And th th there wasn't a lot of, like, even when Animal gets the little the little horn thing and he takes off, or the bike horn thing and he takes off the, the rubber part of it, mm -hmm. there's no real correlation to the, the both of those. It's like Rolf wants to do a, a symphony, you know, he, he wants Animal to be a lion or whatever, and there's really nothing that connects the two of them, really. Like it's kind of, even though it's a kid's show and obviously it's, you know, your tie, your, your storytelling is going to be a bit random to start with, but the ties at best were tenuous, even for a kid's show. Yeah. They had like the basic outline of the story and they had Nanny telling them the story, but then they kind of go off in their own direction when she stops telling the story to go and do something else. So you almost don't even get the actual story. You just get, I don't want to call it like fan fiction, but you almost get like their own version of it. Oh, it totally is that. But I did like seeing the different characters take on the different roles. That's That was the one thing that I was looking forward to in these three pieces was seeing who was going to be in which character. So I liked seeing like Gonzo as the bird and mm -hmm. Skeeter as Peter. And Fozzie is the duck. I did really like that they had Fozzie, like, because in the story, the duck is eaten. So Fozzie is the duck, and they just talk about him disappearing. Like, they very explicitly <laughs> avoided saying that he was eaten or that he died, even though it's that's obvious <laughs> what happened. Which, no, <laughs> they that's just kind of the don't case. say it. Yeah, that's kind of the case across all three versions. Like... 
I guess you kind of get a little bit more of that in Tiny Toons, but even in the Sesame Street version, um, I the... love. We'll get to it, but I loved how they handled it in yeah, the Sesame that was, Street that version. Was, <laughs> it was so cute, but again, like you say, they they didn't really address what actually happened. It was just, oh well, you know, he went goodbye for now. He went to live in a farm out in the country. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> You know how they picked like Gonzo and, and Fozzie to be the various um, animals. They did translate the animals pretty well from the Muppets, I think. Yes, but Scooter looked weird, but they did call that out. Yeah. <laughs> Scooter was a weird cat. <laughs> yeah, he had the weird little, like the, the, the little hair thing sticking up in between his ears. And yeah, that was odd. <laughs> I think Animal would have been a better cat than Scooter. Yeah, but I suppose like Animal... It's such a weird character to start with. <laughs> I did notice too that every, and I forgot this, every time he speaks, like, it's almost like, like he basically starts everything he says with the same kind of noise, which is neither here nor there. It's just one of those random <laughs> little things. It's like, <laughs> well, uh, the, the adult animal kind of makes weird noises too, just in a deeper voice. <laughs> True, but it's like every every sentence he says, it's like starting every sentence with, you know, hmm, you know, it's it's mm. basically it's the same cadence with everything he says, whether he's asking a question or making a declarative statement or whatever. So, again, mm. small, small things that are unrelated, but <laughs> I was actually surprised that and I guess there was not a reason for it to be, but I'm su- I was surprised that Peggy and um, Kermit weren't more kind of center stage. That's true. They were very much side characters in this. Yeah. Like they weren't even part of the main plot. They kind of got separated from the rest and were off doing their own thing. Yeah. And I guess that's sort of the point. Like not everything has to revolve around them and it shouldn't, you know, it's a, it's an ensemble cast if you want to look at it that way, but it was, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And obviously you wouldn't have had Piggy play Peter by any stretch, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how else they could have been used. Agreed. Although at at the end they had everybody join in on the story, like I guess they were taking the place of the hunters because, like in the end of the story, the hunters help Peter wrangle the wolf and parade him into town to bring to the zoo in like oh, yeah. the actual story. So they kind of gave them that position in the end of this. True. But yeah, they weren't otherwise involved in the Peter and the Wolf story. I did like how they were very confused by the accordion. <laughs> <laughs> and the and it terrified everyone else. <laughs> I guess well, if you I'm didn't sure. know what it was, hearing that come out of a dark attic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys. Now we can't forget why we came here. also add that this house is just how how is this house this big like it, it goes on for days it's like a tardis <laughs> <laughs> and also i like i don't know the lore of the muppet babies but like is nanny their mother did she adopt them all it's never or... really from what i remember <laughs> and regarded the last time i watched this i was pretty little 
but I don't think they ever really said. I always just assumed that she was, as her name implied, uh, like a, a nanny. But it always seemed like more lived in than otherwise. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think my guess is that the, somebody just liked that one scene with all the baby Muppet versions in Muppets Take Manhattan and were like, let's turn it into a cartoon and not give it any other thought. <laughs> <laughs> Highly possible. But, you know, the things uh, great things have come from less. <laughs> I guess I don't really have anything more to say about this one. No, not really. Was, it, there just wasn't a whole lot of Peter and the Wolf in this, other than Nanny telling the story and them making up their own ending for it. Yeah, and given what it is, I mean, it's still... I, I don't know, the fact that it's still... You've got... I mean, I'm trying to think what probably the age range is from Muppet Babies. At the time, maybe like up to maybe eight or nine at most, as far as what the main demographic was for it. I'm not sure. And, they, and I'm not the one to ask because I had much younger siblings and I we watched like toddler shows when I was like 12. So Oh no, and I and I don't mean anything like that. I just I'm trying to think like I guess what I'm trying to say is introducing things like Peter and the Wolf or opera pieces or classic mm-hmm. classic things of this nature at an early age, I mean, is is a cool thing and it's not done perfectly by any stretch and kind of discussed a little bit about it, but I, I think it's still a neat thing that they decided to go that route and, and take, take the risk to do that. Mm-hmm. Cause you yeah. don't necessarily see, I don't know. It's not, I don't watch a lot of kids shows obviously, but you, you don't, you don't see that with a lot of shows. Yeah. And, and I don't keep up with, I mean, I watch a few shows that would be considered kids shows, but I don't keep up with, things so i don't know if they have shows like that or not like they used to but yeah i suppose i'm not sure but even just like they had the when um piggy and uh, uh kermit were carrying around the the accordion they had like the old black and white i think it was of um laurel and hardy's uh piano moving short it was a silent from way way back probably the 1920s or maybe the 30s and it's just kind of a neat little additional thing in there yeah that I think they still try to do some things like that in kids shows, like throw in little nods to things for adults. Yeah. Well, and too, if you go, if you're fast forwarding, cause this was probably what late eighties, mid to late eighties. Probably. I'm not sure the exact year. Let me see if I can. 89. Okay. Then yeah, it would have been, you know, the, the, you're talking 30 additional years of history. So stuff, you know, from the, from the 90s would be considered you know relatively a uh, legend media or um legacy media for things like that all right well i guess that's probably the end of my babies <laughs> <laughs> i it was it was cute uh, i just wish there had been more actual music and story yeah no it's, just, 100%. it's so weird that they didn't use the music at all i was just i guess i was expecting them to do like that because like animal had that little horn and rolf had the piano i was expecting them to do like their version of it like do the music but have it on completely different instruments than what it is in the actual symphony oh agree but then they just never did Thanks for listening to this episode of Every Version Ever. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to the Every Version Ever YouTube channel. 
Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode, so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.